0: Block Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 Yakuza kick radio. This is the Bulldozer match, Fremont, And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. The shit is bananas! Beat bananas! Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirit of dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga a real quick that cowboy cow, All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but he does be. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. is Bullshit, <laughs> man. <laughs> motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction Hosted by J. Cat Morris You are now listening to Yakuza Chick Radio Well, uh, I'm here in the freezing cold getting free chicken sandwiches Because the food tastes great I mean, there's no, there's no, I mean, it's chicken, it's fried chicken, it's fried chicken. I like fried chicken. Oh, shit! This is Yakuza Kick Radio, as always, I'm your host, Jake Morris. So, um, I, man, this last week has been fucking crazy, and, and I have still not watched any wrestling. Well, actually, did I? Yeah, I fucking watched the whole show, why am I saying that? But what I'm saying is um, I I have, like, a whole week worth of fucking Teddy and Maria shit to go into. So then when I watch, I ended up watching the Shithead CZW show on last Saturday. And I'm like, well, I got a show to, to cover this and that. And then I got a few topics. And then I got this. And I'm just thinking, man, like, I, I can't fit this in a two-hour show. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave the Teddy Maria shit for tomorrow. I'm going to do another show tomorrow night. I have enough to cover on that shit. I've been watching this shit fucking religiously. Like, it's my favorite train wreck piece of shit fucking uh, reality show. You know how, like, Honey Boo Boo got, like, insanely fucking popular? This is, like, the wrestling version of Honey Boo Boo. Make no mistake about... Um, my interest in this show and, and um, the value I put on these people's lives, um, that is what it is to me. But again, I'll go further into that. Tomorrow, I'll go all the way into that shit tomorrow. Um, so now, um, let me see what I want to get into first, because i got a couple of things. Um going to do the CZW show, but let me get into that. Um a little bit. Um thing what I want to start out with is the Sandman made a comment to Jordan Grace that said something about women shouldn't be in the main event. This turned into a large, large fucking outrage. Well, because, you know, first off, I mean, when you look at the Sandman, I've never been a Sandman guy um, because you know, the drinking beer, smashing beer on your head thing never really appealed to me, even when I was a, a fucking raging alcoholic. That, that that never, like, that wasn't, like, the type of drinking I, I thought was fucking cool. Like, not even, like, I, I even thought, like, the drinking side of things was cool. I just got fucking so deep into it that it was just life, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I was never, like, that guy, like, oh, you know, smash fucking beers and, you know, like... I just drank excess amounts of them every single day, like, after work. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, just, I was never into the fucking Sandman thing. I never thought he was a good wrestler. I, I, the Metallica song didn't get me fucking amped that many years after it came out, so that way a wrestler could make me go ballistic for it, you know? I just, It just wasn't my fucking deal. Um, so, you know, take that for what it's worth, because I think that's a lot of why, um, his, his opinion is immediately just dismissed because, you know, what intelligent basis can he have about it? Uh, supposedly the guy stopped drinking years ago, which I I don't know if that's factual or not. I really don't give a shit, but people are just like, yeah, who gives a fuck what this drunk says? And, you know, obviously he built that reputation. Um, but let's just get down to the actual fact of, of the statement itself. He's right. Um, now, can can a women's main event work? Sure. In the right scenario, in the right situation, There there's talented women wrestlers out there like the, your Mia Yims and, you know, those types that if you put them in the right situation, you put a build behind it. Uh, you give a rhyme and reason for why this is going to cap off the show. And you really got to build it. And it's it's st- the deck is still stacked against you. But it can be done. Is it the best idea? Is it a fucking, uh, yeah, like, yeah, that's a good idea to, to main event. But point out a bunch of women's main events. And look, everybody goes back to like fucking Toyota and Megumi Kudo or uh, some other Japanese women match from fucking 92 or, or or something like that. But if that's the most recent thing you have to refer to, well, then point fucking proven. Because first off, it's not even happening in the States. In Japanese wrestling, you know, they have a way different view of women's wrestling. Um, they spotlight the women far differently. Um the brutality when you see what like kudo used to do and stuff and the brutality that you see that they bring is way different. So you can build up that, that feud and that intensity and that hatred and that, that violence to the point where, Oh, we don't go fuck man. We'll watch that shit on the main event of any show because the build and everything about it makes sense. You look at what they did with WrestleMania. They built, the three of them for fucking mania and that shit bomb, man. I was rooting for that shit. Cause I'm a Ronda Rousey fan. And, um, you know, Becky was doing her thing and Charlotte was doing her thing. So when it came down to that match, was going to be the main event. I'm like, man, you know, obviously it's an enormous accomplishment and a huge stage for them to put the three of them on, but it was all agenda based. And I said it then they were putting a black guy over as champion for the you know, quote unquote, first time ever, even though The Rock, you know, I, I think counts. But they were putting the black guy over as champion. They were putting women in the main event. They were catering to every single agenda and every single group they could in order to just like, look at what the WWE is doing. They're they're so progressive. And that, that's all it was. It wasn't because they thought this was the best match on the card. Sure, at the time, they put in the most build to it. But when it came to, to pulling the trigger and actually executing, No. Not at all. They they fucking fell flat. So again, let's talk about the fucking main event being women in on any given show. Um, you know, your favorite fucking indie, indie show. I mean, na- name your fucking company. Now you tell me the two women that should be on the top of that fucking card above every single superstar in there. And the fans are going to go, yeah, this is right this this is this is exactly where that should be it's it's not a fact it's it's not an actual thing it, it it's the cool fucking uh pc fucking uh, 2019 thing to say like yeah fuck sam man what is he talking about that's bullshit it's not bullshit it's really not you, you you're telling me you want to see fucking uh I, I can't even come up with examples for these these women's matches especially on the indies you're telling me you're gonna put two women up above, uh, you know, oh, um, in the WWE. You know, you got AJ Styles, you got Nakamura, you got this one, that, one. and and you're just gonna put Sasha Banks and fucking uh, Bailey in the main event over that, on like the biggest stage. Not, nah, I mean. Again, you can do it for the sake of doing it. WWE is probably a bad example because they could do whatever they want and they're not losing huge fan bases. But if we're talking from an indie standpoint, you're going to put Jordan Grace versus Kimberly on the fucking top of a, a PWG card? You're going to put the, that match on the top of a fucking... Uh, um, I don't want to say CZW because that's dead. But ROH, you know, ROH has... Uh, Angelina Love versus fucking Maria Manic. You, you're going to put that fucking main event at, at Final Battle? Well, it's fair, right? I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. Sandman's an asshole, right? So why why wouldn't that fly? The fans, no one would leave the building, right? If they saw all the other matches and that was the last one on the fucking card. No way would people walk the fuck out and go home early, right? Because I think I, they probably fucking would. Um I just think that's that's a ridiculous thing to even like you know insinuate that like yeah yeah like no it's it's a great idea to put women in the main event why 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 is that 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 that's not a that's not a true statement it's not at all and that that's not like a, a that's not a sexist statement either because uh, is the talent level up to par with with all the men in the in the wrestling industry I I, I don't think so. That sounds crazy to hear because who the fuck wants to hear that there's uh, uh they're not just the same, but the fact of the matter is they're not. What woman is better than AJ Styles in the ring? I, I'm I'm waiting. I know this is a one man show, but um I I I'd like to say what what woman is better than Brian, Brian Danielson in the ring? Again, I I don't think it exists. I I know it doesn't exist. So, you know, when you see these type of guys out there doing what they're doing, I, you know, it, it, it's a real hard pitch for me to be like, all right, yeah, like he's out of his fucking mind. It's it's just uh, it's all about equality, man. Yeah, uh, it just it's not right. Uh, it, it's not it's not true, and people are scared to fucking say that because it, it it turns into like a terrible thing. You know, there's just there's so much PC bullshit that really holds back like honesty. Um there's a situation that happened on America's Got Talent where um apparently uh Jay Leno uh saw like a dog act or something coming on and and he he said like as a as a joke he said something like, "Oh, you know, this is something you'd see on like a Korean uh restaurant menu or something like that." And Gabrielle Union freaked out. Apparently, it didn't. It didn't make air. Like she complained about it. It was edited off the uh, the taping. But the, she made such a huge deal about this that she wanted outrage. And and she, you know, it wasn't good enough that it didn't make air. She was fucking furious. And that's so offensive to um, uh, Korean people. And that, that's a terrible thing to say, uh, you know, just Korean people, you know, that, that's not what that's about, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so let me just put this out there. 30 million dogs, 30 million dogs are killed for human consumption every year in Asia. Now, South Korea only contributes a small number to that total. That small number is about 3 million dogs a year. 3 million a year. Um, They said, in order to produce 2 million dogs, we need to raise 3 million dogs. That way, we can slaughter 2 million dogs. That's how it works. There are 17,000 dog meat farms in South Korea. Do you understand? Do you understand how fucking crazy that sounds? So, so when someone goes like, "Oh, you can't say that about South Koreans eating dogs," oh, so we're just gonna play fucking make believe for the sake of the South Koreans' feelings when they're legitimately eating dogs in droves. Get the fuck out of here, man! I, I'm not playing. I'm not playing along with this bullshit where we have to fucking look the other way and pretend like real shit isn't happening. We just go like, yeah, I know, the, uh, but we're just going to pretend like we didn't see that and protect the bullshit. Um, I, I'm not, uh, you know, and even Howard Stern came out and defended Jay Leno, and he hates Jay Leno, but he had to come out and say the same fucking thing. Like, yeah, dude, like, no, they're they're fucking eating dogs over there, and she's dead wrong for being outraged that someone would mention that. Now, you know, it wasn't a great joke or anything like that, but in the same token, like, don't fucking don't start up this outrage about some shit that's legitimate so um let's let's talk about dogs this michael vick shit um i have had it i'm all i'm all set i have no more tolerance for this at all i do not care who you are who you ever were to me um How I felt about you How much I respected you previously Um And I I want Nothing more than to never Talk to somebody again That feels Michael Vick paid his Debt and He's He's uh He's reformed and now he's He's an animal rights activist And he's learned From his mistakes he deserves a second chance. If any one of those things are something you believe in, I, I never want to talk to you again. And I hope to hear that you're dead somewhere someday. That, that's how strongly I feel about it. Now, you got to understand, like 18 years I've been working with animals, 18 fucking years. So that becomes a way bigger thing than any form of entertainment could ever be in my life. And football, the NFL, is my favorite form of entertainment. Uh, specifically, the Forty ers but I, I very, very much love the NFL and football as a whole. What this fucking guy did is the definition of pure evil. It's it's the most fucking sickening evil thing, and and, and just it's it's a horror movie it's a It's a real life horror movie, and this guy did it for fun now i you know you can't justify the you know what 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 people are doing in the hood and shit and trying to make fucking money and and betting on this shit and making their own little side fucking business out of it. You can't justify this at all. I hope every one of these motherfuckers dies slow. But what makes it so, so much worse is when a guy has millions upon millions of dollars and he can go anywhere in the entire world at the snap of his fingers. He could buy anything he could ever imagine. He could afford everything in the world. He has that at his fingertips and he wanted nothing more to do with his free time than to fucking murder dogs with his hands. With his bare fucking hands. Torture and murder dogs. I don't want to hear. About how he paid his debt to society. And we'll get back into that. Debt to society shit in a minute. Because this shit's going to get a little fucking. Sensitive for motherfuckers. So. Some of the things. That were reported that were being done. Situations where. Dogs were hung. Three. He had um a, like a. A hanging post, I guess you'd call it. There was uh, supports on the side and a big long thing. Kind of like a a wooden swing set without the swings. And there he would hang dogs two and three at a time next to each other when they lost. They underperformed. He hung them. All next to each other. Just fucking let them die that way. He clipped fucking... um, jumper cables to their ears and threw them in pools and let them die of drowning and electrocution and they laughed him and a friend one dog in specific the story went that they grabbed him by his front and back legs and slammed him on the ground multiple times until he was dead because the first time didn't kill him Over and over, he held the front legs, guy held the back legs, and they slammed him onto the fucking ground until he died. They would adopt shelter dogs, dogs from shelters. They would adopt people's pets, you know, uh, family pets that that were given up. Dogs that were waiting for homes. They were waiting for a second chance at life. They wanted to become part of someone's family. They were sweet dogs. They were adopting them and throwing them into the fucking pits with these, with these dogs that they trained to kill. That's practice. They call them bait dogs. Th- this is what this fucking guy did for fun. Any one of you motherfuckers that feel sympathy and feel like we need to move on. I would love to see your family crying over your motherfucking body. That's what I would love to see because the horrors that I see in the fucking things that this guy, this fucking animal did to beautiful fucking creatures that asked nothing of this. They asked nothing but fucking love and, and they wanted someone to take care of them and make them part of the family. And what they got was this fucking monster That did this shit for fun with millions of dollars at his expense. And you know where this hits really fucking close to home with me is because I see this shit. Now, you know, I I work in the the um, Lacey branch of our um I work for the Associated Mean Societies, and we have a Newark branch, a Tinton Falls branch, and a Lacey branch. Now, in the Lacey branch, you know, you we don't we don't have dogfighting rings around here. But in the Newark branch, they damn sure do. And a lot of these dogs are shipped down to us because, you know, we're the place where, you know, the, the population isn't as high. We are on no shortage of getting animals turned in and needing homes. And we are, you know, I mean, I have over 100 cats there right now that need homes. And, um... You know, I I don't take care of the dogs. There's, you know, people there for the dogs. And uh, by no means, you know, when I talk about this stuff, by no means am I taking credit for the recovery or um, rehabilitation or um, adoption or any of those things for the dogs that have been through this stuff. I'm just saying, from my standpoint, I have witnessed the lows that these fucking savages put these animals through for their enjoyment. Uh, one dog in specific, uh, they called him Vinny Van Gogh. He came in as a puppy. He was about six months old. He had his fucking ear ripped off of his head. That's why they called him Vinny Van Gogh. Um, he had a wound. On, he had many wounds all over him, but he had one that was about the size of a baseball on his forearm that was ripped down to the bone where you could see his bone. He was riddled with infection so bad that he had gotten pneumonia And he needed IV antibiotics 24 hours. He needed needed IVs running in him, you know, the fluids. He needed the antibiotics injected into the fluids that ran an IV drip on him. And it was touch and go to whether he was going to survive at all as a puppy. And he was dumped in a park in Newark to die because they were all done with him. This dog I watched come back to life. I watched him go from... Uh, a shredded dog with, you know, missing an ear, giant, I've never seen a wound like that before, giant fucking chunk out of his arm where you can legitimately see the dog's bone. And they'd have to wrap and wrap and unwrap and clean and wrap and rewrap. And there's no, there's not enough skin to stitch where the holes in this dog's body are. And I watched him come back to life. He ended up going home with a coworker when he was done with this, this at least six months of rehab of care and, and attention and laser treatments and antibiotics and pain medication and all of these things to drag him from the near dead dog to this strong, beautiful, friendly dog that loved everyone he met. This is what I, I, I see first fucking hand. And know that a human being did this for their enjoyment. This isn't a, you know, imagine seeing, you know, a human. You know, people go, oh, humans over their animal. Bullshit, fuck you. Humans over animals, my my ass. You, you see a person fucking mangled in an accident. You're like, oh my God, what happened? If the answer was to, to that was... Somebody did this to me for their enjoyment. What kind of fucking savage monster would you look at that person like? Well, this is what I look at the people who did this. We've had dogs that had chemicals dumped on their face. that That is skin burned off. That we had the fucking laser treatments and pain medication and wraps and uh, you know topical um, treatment. I, just unreal the things that I've seen and to know that it came from somebody's fucking recreation I don't give a fuck so that's when it becomes you know um you'll never hear Christian Simpson on this show again I respected the dude he he you know he he wrote good you know football stuff uh he you know he had the the fucking group page that I would be on I got the fuck off of there right away cuz the other fucking dude uh, Mike fucking uh whatever the fuck his name was um he was a Lions fan uh fucking loser um he put uh here's the post he posted on the fucking thing cuz you know uh, the, the NFL put this guy as a 2020 a Pro Bowl captain you know, which is a fucking terrible thing. Cause I mean, but you know, that's, that's only, you know, that's a piece of it. But I, every time I see this guy sitting up there in a fucking suit on the analyst table and I'm sitting there waiting for the fucking games to come on. Cause it's pregame and this and that I turn it to fuck. well. I can't watch him. Tell me about what he thinks is going to happen And like, I don't give a fuck what you think about the football game. You murdered fucking animals. So, and, and, and you know, people said, oh, he showed remorse. When he left fucking court, when he left there, he said, I killed them. I killed them all. I lost millions of fucking dollars off of these dogs. That's what the fuck he said. Don't tell me he showed remorse. He's kissing ass so he could still make millions of dollars, and that's exactly what he's doing. If you're that fucking stupid that you could tell me, oh, he's genuine. He's an animal rights at- a- activist. Someone needs to fucking beat you against the fucking ground until you're dead. And then have your family explain how that person needs a fucking another chance. You're an asshole. That goes for every one of you motherfuckers. So anyway, so Michael Jerkoff, asshole face on the fucking page over here says. Uh, um, this man has paid his dues. He should remorse. Served his time, move on. He he meant to write showed, but he's retarded. And like when the red line shows up under the word for spell check, he just fucking deals with it. Like a lot of these idiots on the fucking computer. So that was his fucking statement. And then in all caps, my former friend Christian posts exactly, exactly like that's, oh my God, so profound fucking asshole fucking asshole. Pepe the frog looking motherfucker. Exactly. Oh that that's such a profound fucking stance on that. Exactly. Oh, he did enough. He moved on. Oh, everybody move on. So now let's let's let's, let's get into the other part of this fucking thing. Oh, by the way, there's another dog right there right now. Iris I posted the picture on my Facebook and in the comments and in the Mike Vic thing that I posted about this. Um, he she had her fucking the side of her fucking mouth. Look twice the fucking size that it is now that it's supposed to be swollen off her fucking face. Big giant gouges over her eye. Dog looked like an absolute fucking massacre. She's another dog that came from Newark, and now she's up for adoption looking beautiful because we, you know, we as a, an organization, I mean, of course, not, you know, me, myself, um, fucking rehabilitated this dog. And these are the, you know, understand this, too. These are the lucky ones. As sick as that fucking sounds, these are the lucky ones. Vinnie Van Gogh, Iris, these are the, these are the lucky ones because they got out of the fucking hell. These other dogs died a horrible, painful, slow, fucking, torturous death by the hands of these fucking savages out there. And they didn't have a chance to fucking rehabilitate. And that's something that these fucking people who continue to just, you know, hey, hey, he deserves a second chance. Fuck your mother. You know what I mean? He deserves a second chance. You're okay with all of those things. When you pet your fucking dog, think about that. This fucking guy would feed your dog to a fucking dog. And watch it die and laugh hysterically. So don't ever call yourself a fucking animal lover. Don't ever tell me, oh, I love my dog. Oh, this is my baby. Like Christian told me one time, oh, this is my best friend. little shih tzu or whatever the fuck he's got over. Oh, this is my best friend. Ain't your fucking best friend. You're a fucking piece of shit. To sympathize with a motherfucker that does this to fucking animals who never did anything to anybody. That's why I respect animals more than people because they're the most genuine fucking things you'll ever see. They, you, you get what you get with them. If you form a bomb with an animal, it, it, it's it, it, it doesn't fucking turn its back on you. It doesn't. It doesn't just fucking do the the sick, savage fucking things for recreation the way that people do. We're the we're the smartest animal on the planet, but we're also the most evil fucking animal on the planet. So now let's go with it to fucking the, the time served thing because you know when it comes right down to it and you know you can get mad at fucking stereotypes and this and that there's there's different types of people and colors and races and creeds that do all sorts of crimes and there's exceptions to all of these things but you don't see a lot of white uh, uh black mass shooters and, and you don't see a lot of uh, white fucking dog dog ring dog fighting ring runners so uh, this happens and again like i said you know the dog fights and all the stuff that goes on that we get from in our organization comes from the you know north jersey newark irvington you know all all of those type of areas is where these these dog fighting things happen so w- the comparison i'd like to make for that if you're going to tell me well you know hey they gave him a year that, that was, that was what the law said that he deserved. So now that he's served that time, then we're done. Okay. So good. So when, when a cop shoots a guy, you know, let, let's you know go down the same road because a lot of the same people that are outraged about a cop shooting somebody and getting off with fucking paid leave or um, six months when, when he took somebody's life, that that's wrong too, right? When it, when 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 a cop took somebody's life in an unjust way and abused his power and shot somebody dead in the fucking streets and then he gets six months. So now if you turn around and said, "Oh, well, he served his time. Second chance," you know what I mean? So I mean, second chance for everybody, right? No, oh, it doesn't work. It, it doesn't work then, right? Then it doesn't work at all. Do you understand it like when it comes to something like, all right, slavery is one of the biggest fucking atrocities that has ever been um, been a thing that happened in the United States ever. And obviously it's happened all over the world. But as far as our country goes, it's one of the biggest scars on our country and, and terrible atrocities that has ever happened. That that's a fact. I mean, the 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 way that the people were treated, and abused, and tortured, and uh, it, it's it's unspeakable. But when it comes to me, myself, my my parents, my grandparents, they weren't involved in that. You understand that there's people that are born in the same time period that I was born that weren't involved in that. But they'll hold it against the entire white race. A group of people and generations who these generations were not involved in that. But it'll still be us versus them type mentality. These same people will turn around and forgive in a second a guy that did the same levels of torture and murder and fucking abuse and savage Fucking behavior on an animal, and 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 just go well, you know what can you do? Some things happen. It's 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 unforgivable. Just like I feel like the 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 actual slave owners, you know, are unforgivable. People who were Nazis in Germany, unfucking forgivable. Now, do I think, you know, fucking three generations from now, Michael Vick's kids' kids' kids should be blamed for his actions? No. No, I don't. But you, you see the difference? You see the difference in the way the agenda goes? Depending on how it goes, you could have nothing to fucking do with something and be blamed your whole fucking life. Well, you wouldn't understand. Well, maybe you wouldn't understand a fucking dog being tortured and fucking murdered for somebody's fun. Because you're willing to forgive the same fucking human being that that perpetrated that. The the same fucking person. You know? And again, this isn't just a complete race thing. This isn't a white versus black thing or anything like that. But it's just, like I said, it's coincidental that a lot of the same people who would just refuse to forgive any kind of atrocity that affects them... Whether it be a police brutality that turns into someone losing their life. Oh, well, you know, there's no second chances there. But on the other side of things... Oh, I mean, this guy... Hundreds of fucking dogs died at his hands. That's a right. You know, somehow that that becomes a right. Oh, he paid his debt to society. Now you trust in the fucking court. Now suddenly... Now suddenly you you, you know, judicial system you know what I mean? They handed down the, the the ruling. I guess that's what it is. Oh shit! I didn't know you were so into the law. I thought you were screaming fuck the police five minutes ago, and now all of a sudden, hey man, this is what it is, bro. I I, I ain't with it, man. Like the, this whole shit is is absolute garbage, and I fucking had it. I I have absolutely had it. Like I said, fuck. Everybody who's down with that shit I This is my life You know For 18 years I've dealt with the life and death of animals I've dealt with Not having an answer Because the animals keep coming in And there's no homes I've dealt with having to to Decide what animals Live and die Because people refuse to fix their animals. Because these abuse situations happen. The the abuse, the neglect, the the irresponsible behavior... Puts thousands and thousands of animals in shelters. Regularly. Uh, Constantly. It doesn't fucking stop. And, And it's because of people's behavior. And people are so willing... To forgive and forget and go, oh, well, you can't judge when animals are thrown out like garbage. And it's disgusting to me. These animals don't have a lot of a voice. They don't have a lot of a way to speak up or, or even get justice. There's there's no justice for animals. There really isn't. For the longest time, now, now maybe some of the recent uh, changes in the law and stuff... Uh, there's supposedly uh animal abuse to, uh, on some front is going to be uh considered a felony apparently um, you know that's uh that's great if that's the case i mean we're we're going to have to see exactly what um you know h- how far that actually travels where where that actually goes i want to see it actually applied that that's what i need to see um, I'll answer some of these questions that fall into line with this Um, Lou is asking me I know you don't care for Trump but I'd like to ask you your opinion on his recent signing of the animal cruelty law the PACT Act preventing animal cruelty and torture Um, personally glad he signed this bill to make it a law me too and again I want to see it applied I want to see a, a, a physical difference because I've seen countless counts of this shit and motherfuckers do not pay on any high level so i i'd really like to see this um i mean there's was, there's was people right in my town that abandoned the house this is like right within five minutes of my house abandoned two dogs in the house in fucking crates and just let them starve and die in the fucking house the charges haven't gone through yet you know i mean like they got arrested for it and shit but when they hit fucking court i want to hear that they got hard fucking time for that if this law is is real deal shit because you know and it's not going to be any secret to me on whether it is or not because i see these cases happen regularly and then you hear what happened to them you're like yeah they're back out uh you know Hopefully they don't adopt from someone because there's rescues and there's other shelters that don't barely, they barely fucking screen. There's people that come down on our policies. Oh, it's too hard. Oh, it's like buying a house. Like shut the fuck up. You you see the type of homes that these animals wind up in when you don't look into it. We have a very small window to find out if we get a good feeling or a bad feeling. That's why we check the vet records and we check the home ownership and stuff like that. Or if you rent, that you're allowed pets, so you're not sneaking animals into places that you shouldn't have them, and then getting rid of them and putting them in dangerous situations because you got caught with it. We're not trying to smuggle animals into people's houses, you know, and we're not trying to put a, a, a an animal in a in a person's house that can't provide for it and care for it. That's why a lot of this shit. Yeah, I could go on for fucking days with this stuff, but um, that's why a lot of this shit with, like, the um, Clear the Shelters events, they're fucking scary. Because a lot of these shelters, they don't really screen much. And they see a, whole, a total victory if, oh, we adopt out every dog in our kennel. Okay, where did they all go, though? Oh, free adoptions. Okay, but you understand that there's people out there that are using dogs for bait dogs. So free sounds awesome to those motherfuckers. So if they're able to answer the right questions on your application real quick, and then do what they're gonna do—the savagery that they do out there—this is enabling that. Um, You know, there's fucking people that'll feed fucking puppies and kittens to snakes. You know, uh, you you don't fucking know, and you gotta you you gotta look into it. It, It's there's some scary shit going out there it's constantly fucking terrifying the way that people treat animals and the lack of value people put on animals. And it's my job and my, my, my life's mission and, and my, my legacy will be the amount of care and, and, um, passion that I put into my, my work with cats. I'm like nothing else. And I, I'm telling you, like, if you, if you really saw my day in day out, I've been working six days a week for 18 years now. If you saw what I do day in and day out and when people and you gotta understand there's people within our organization, within every organization, within every shelter all over the place that are counting cats out, counting dogs out, saying this is unadoptable, and this and that they'd be the first one that winds up on a sleep list, and I'm fighting for them and going, no no no, no no, I see something in them you don't, and I'm working with that animal, and I make I'm getting them from defensive and aggressive to fucking lovable and living with a family and I'm getting emails about how this, it this is their best friend now. That's what the fuck I do. You know, that that's where my heart is. So where people, you know, they'll they'll listen to what I say and they'll they'll look at the fucking the way that I talk about fucking stupid ass wrestling and shit like that. And like hey J Cat's a dickhead and all that. But if you really look at what my actual passion and my life is all about, like you you should definitely see a different side of, of me and what I do and how hard I've been fighting for, for the cats that I care for, for all these years, you know, when, when they say that cat can't be handled, uh, let me fucking handle it, let me, let me do that, you know, and I'll go further into, I'll go some more into this shit tomorrow when I talk about the Teddy and Maria shit, because we get into some animal shit on that fucking show that, that I gotta fucking speak on, um, so as far as the Trump thing, I think it's a good thing. But in the same token, this is the same guy that also removed protection for endangered animals um, because it paved the way for different things to happen in business. And and, and he, he is taking away all sorts of sanctions that are helping endangered species stay alive out there because for him it's it's all about business. It's not – it's not about – you know, nature or, or animals are preserving anything. He's not about that shit. His, his sons are out there shooting fucking giraffes in the face in Africa and taking pictures with them because that's that's the type of motherfuckers that these are. Um, Trump also signed a bill that allowed um, shooting hibernating bears. So, you know, I mean, that's that's real sporty, you know, to go up and shoot a fucking bear while they're sleeping and drag them out of their fucking house with their fucking dead family in front of their cubs and all that shit while they're in there hibernating, via Trump, you could shoot that fucking bear and drag him out to your fucking shit pickup truck and go home fuck your wife, who's also your sister, and then, you know, put the bear's head on your fucking wall so you could stare at it every morning and go, yeah, I fucking told you who's fucking boss. You know? Eat your fucking tobacco for breakfast and fucking, you know, go to work. Um... So I mean, again, I you know this specific thing, great, but I, it's surely not going to turn the tide or have me go like, oh, he's great for animals because that's bullshit. It, it's it's not even fucking remotely close to his stance on things. So uh, I, I wish it was, but um, you know what what can you do? That thing specifically, great. Um, so then more Vic stuff. Uh, Lou says, even with the Vic BS, how does how does it keep you interested in the NFL or strictly as a Niner fans? And or wait, how does his keep you interested in the NFL or are you strictly a Niners fan and could give a fuck about the NFL? Okay. Here's where I go with this. Um, I'm not really big on fucking boycotts because for the most part, it doesn't move the needle. Me going, I'll never watch the NFL because they fucking talk to this guy. Okay, but it doesn't move the fucking needle. They're not losing a single fucking dollar if I stop watching the NFL. Yeah, you can get that fucking mentality going. And like, Yeah, but if you and the other pre- yeah, but it's not going to fucking happen. The NFL is not going anywhere. Any fucking where. It's like you telling Vince McMahon, I canceled my subscription. Yeah, go, go fuck yourself. Who gives a fuck what you did? Like I said, the the guy sickens me. So when I fucking see him on TV doing the pregame fucking analysis, I, I switch off. Like, oh, okay, i watch fucking Impractical Jokers for 10 minutes until the fucking games come on. Because I'm not dealing with this asshole telling me what he thinks about the running game for the fucking Cowboys. I don't give a fuck what he thinks about the running game. I hope someone runs over him with a fucking train. and And it pulls his fucking legs off. And then he just sits there bleeding for, like, fucking three hours before someone shows up. And when they do, they fucking laugh at him like he laughed at the dogs that were suffering. And they call up their friends and they fucking, like, take bets on, like, what hour of the night he dies while he fucking bleeds and screams for his fucking life. Like, that's the type of shit I want to see him do, not analyze a fucking football game. But it doesn't move the fucking needle for me to boycott. Just like it doesn't fucking move the needle... It doesn't It doesn't get one less person killed by a police officer to kneel on the side of the fucking field. I, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. You kneel all the fuck you want. What's happening is happening, and you did not move the fucking needle. You brought a lot of attention to yourself. You got yourself a giant fucking Nike contract. You got a lot of people all riled the fuck up about the NFL, but again, you're not moving the fucking needle as far as people stopping watching the NFL, but again... You, you you turned it into something where it's anger about something that's happening with the police. So then you kneel. So then if people don't like what you're doing, if the NFL doesn't like what you're doing now, the people should boycott the NFL because wait a minute, the problem was with the police. And so now we're turning against the NFL based on their stance on what you're doing, based on your stance on the, it's it's so fucking convoluted and down the road that no, it it doesn't move the fucking needle. I love football. Now, on to the next question. Had Vic been picked to join the 49ers, would I still be a fan? No. My morals come before my fucking entertainment. That's how I go with the necro butcher punching bitches in the face. That that's that's how I go. That's how I go with this. I'm sorry. It doesn't, it doesn't work for me. You know, it, it doesn't fucking work for me to be like, yeah, well, you know, hey, uh, I just hope he he throws a fucking great game out there today, but yeah, it sucks how he drowns dogs. Like, no, no fucking way. It, it would fucking crush me to have to walk away from football like that. But if he's wearing my fucking team's jersey out there, oh, there's no fucking way. There's there's no fucking way I could support my team every week and hope that he does well and we win, cause it, you know it backs you into a corner at that point where you have to root for him. You can't go like, I hope my quarterback doesn't do well because I hate him, but the team wins. Like what what kind of fucking wild ass game would you have to have there? Especially at the helm at quarterback, That's that's unavoidable. I'd have to walk the fuck away. I, I'd probably at that point I'd probably switch teams. You know, I'd probably turn my back on the organization and switch teams. Um, that's just how it is. And, I mean, there's terrible things out there that go on with the fucking woman beating and all of that shit in the NFL. And I just fucking hate those individual players. But, I mean, I know my team, Um, we had some shit go on with Reuben Foster to cut his ass off. Fucking Alden Smith cut his ass off. As soon as they saw some domestic shit, they're like, get the fuck out of here. So I know that right now, at least, my team has, like, a no tolerance for that shit. As soon as there's, like, some kind of, like, yeah, like, he, he hit a fucking woman, and like, you're out of here. They're, they're not dealing with you. So I could say that at least is for my organization at the moment that uh, they, they stand pretty fucking firm on, on that as far as the moral thing goes. And, and again, uh, you know, I just – I don't think that morality is going to fucking lie heavy in the NFL – um i i do think you know hey man i, I signed a petition shared a petition a bunch of people signed a petition um i think you're you're well up over 250,000 people so if you got a quarter million people going like yeah dude don't do this don't put this guy as a representative maybe it changes and maybe it doesn't the pro bowl gets no fucking viewers to begin with um so they they've like shuffled the deck a bunch of times so like uh, i think now they're doing like the picking team shit and he's like one of these team picking motherfuckers, like, but, you know, it, it's just, it's just disgusting that he has any kind of place like that, um, uh, Lou, asked, I think that's all the Vic stuff, um, Lou asked, uh, my favorite Muppeteer, Frank Oz, Dave Golas, Richard Hunt, et cetera, and why, um, I mean, Frank Oz obviously gets, like, a big nod for me, you know, um, be an animal and, you know, animal, like, you know, he, he's, he's been my favorite. Um, so when you look at what he's done with him and so many other characters, the expressive uh, nature of animal, like the thing about animals, like he does a lot of like freaking out and, uh, you know, yelling and shit like this, but like so much about animals character comes through expression and not even words. You watch the way that he's reacting to things, and you could just see the the the, the emotions that he, that are changing, and that is top level puppetry when you when you can can look at the fucking puppet and just go, oh this motherfucker's thinking about flipping out. Oh he he's trying to tolerate, he's trying to hold it together, but he's about to lose his shit, and you can see him kind of shaking his head, and the eyebrows going down, and just like ah oh, Jesus Christ. And then suddenly something sparks, and those fucking eyes light up, and it's about fucking go time you know what i mean that that's the type of thing that you know that like that that level of puppetry and i'm I'm now too i'm I'm exploring so much more and i'm I'm rewatching the Muppet show stuff and all the different muppet performances it It's such a different world to to see the different things that they're all doing, and you notice so many more things that you never noticed before, like you know like through half the Muppet shows fucking Kermit's hands look like he has fucking cerebral palsy. Like this, his fingers are going in all different directions. His wrist is fucking bent backwards. It's like, they didn't even like check how his fucking hands were looking when they started to shoot the thing. You looked a lot of his shit and he's just like, Whoa, what the fuck's going on with his hands? And then now you can't stop looking at it because you're like, Oh shit. But, um, you know, I noticed like, all right, if a puppet is using two hands and you're getting head movement out of him, and mouth movement out of him, you got to be talking about two people controlling that one puppet, because obviously you can only control, um, yeah, the the one. And that's if um that's if you're talking sleeved hands. So um like Kermit's like a rod arm puppet, so he's got like the rods that you're you're moving his arms are because his arms are real skinny. So you're seeing the little black rods that are moving around and you can control two of them kind of like chopsticks in the one hand and you could split them and get a little bit different movements with each one, but they're going to be pretty, pretty similar as far as their movements. Um, Sometimes you'll see like a fixed head and then a lot of arm movement. Um, You know, a lot of times, like even a, like a Ralph, Ralph would just be going in on the fucking piano and his head would be kind of fixed down. But when he starts looking over and he gives you your gestures and stuff like that, you got to have two people working that, or at least, you know, someone working an arm, you know, it, it's, it's, um, there's other times you'll see, you know, Fozzie's playing the banjo. Um, you know, I think in the Muppet movie he did that. And, uh, they're in there. Um, I know, you know, Kermit played the banjo and the thing, but there's another scene where he's out there and he's playing the banjo and uh, you'll notice, okay, now the one arm is fixed on the guitar and the other one is moving around on, on, you know, the strumming end of it. But the the one on the top end is just fixed on the guitar. So now he could do full head movement and he could do all of the, the stuff with his other hand where he, he's playing the guitar. But when you look at it, it looks like a complete body movement, but the one arm is kind of still. So there's so much to what they're actually doing. fucking um carol spinney's another amazing puppeteer the stuff he had to do with big bird his arm had to go way the fuck up in the air to control that mouth way above his head his head was way down where big bird's chest was he was in that fucking suit he had the he had the puppeteer that fucking that big giant tall head way above him had a voice box down there that would communicate it up to his head And and, and like, yeah, like there was just so much intricacy about what they did and how they did it. And I respect all of these guys so much. So it's tough to say like a favorite, obviously, like I said, Animal, it always, it was always real special to me. But, you know, Carol Spinney did fucking Big Bird. He did Oscar, You, you know, the range of voices that these guys are doing to make everybody their own character and not go, oh, that's the same one that did the thing, you know, like. You know, like it would sound like the same fucking voice. It, it's not quite that. Like these guys are really hitting like a such a great range. Steve Whitmire jumped into that Kermit position so beautifully. I, I'm really not feeling um Matt Vogel doing it. Um, when they fired Steve Whitmire, it was it was a bad fucking situation because he he was Jim Henson's personal pick to do Kermit going forward from Jim. So him doing it all those years, they're still like, he's still off on, on Kermit map, but he's trying his ass off. He's getting it together. And, you know, look, keeping the Muppet legacy going is, is special in itself. And you can nitpick on And as far as how this sounds and how that sounds, but look, they're trying, He he's got his own little kind of spin on it and it's coming together. He's not horrendous at it, but you know, when you get so used to someone who nailed it for so many years, you know, it's, you know, it, it lacks a little bit, but again, I, um, so many guys, so many guys in that, in that camp, everyone you mentioned and, and plenty more. And, um, I, I'm just, I just, I'm in love with that whole fucking genre, that whole puppetry and and Muppets and all of that stuff. I have some plans. I know I've said it a million fucking times, but I have some plans to, to launch a lot, a lot of puppet stuff coming up and I just got to get it off the fucking ground. Once I do, I should be hitting a whole different stride. I'd like to do a couple weeks of the football thing to close out the season. You know, we only got four weeks left. Obviously, today's fucking Friday. I'm not doing it this weekend. So maybe going into next week, I could pull off something. You know, um, but I'm I have way bigger plans than the, than the football pick thing. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm at with that. Um my my kitten just learned today that he can go on top of the fish tank, which is just not a welcome fucking sight to me, and he's doing it again now, which is going to get him fucking killed. I'm going to have to like take a break to uh throw him off the top of his fucking fish tank in a second. Um he's, he's, he's hilarious. I mean, he's he's just the most animated little guy. Like he he just never stops like going into play mode. Like he is so fucking amped all the time. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's in a spot. I don't like him in, um, but anyway, um, so I think that covered, let me see. Um, the, let me see. Um, Cecil asked a bunch of things in his, uh, his comment here. Um, some of it involves the Maria Teddy thing. So I'm leaving all that until tomorrow. And, um, yeah. Um, well, my one daughter came in the room and, uh, that chased Ernie off the top of the tank, which is a good thing. At least for now, but he, you know, he immediately just goes to like, now he's looking around back at a tank. He knows I don't want him there either. And uh, he just doesn't fucking listen, especially when he knows that, like, you can't come get him. It's a wrap. So, uh, but anyway, so the other things he asked were um, predictions on how long his Celtics are going to play good before they nosedive. Um, I haven't watched a ton of basketball. I have been absolutely thrilled to see what LeBron's doing out there. Because, again, like, you know, last year he had an all-fucking-year, his first year at a new team team had to rebuild they really need to form a whole structure get some chemistry they, they needed to get some more big stars in there you know this this is an all-star league right now you can fuck around and talk about people stacking teams and this and that everybody's doing it now so now if you don't have a stacked team you don't stand a fucking chance and lebron brought teams that weren't stacked to the fucking finals even when he took those losses that people lean so heavily on like oh what the fuck oh he's, he's- his fucking record is... Uh, okay, but this this is a different fucking league now. And you got major, major stars. The Golden State Warriors just got knocked out of fucking contention because of injuries. Like, they... You know, KD fucking left. He was going to leave anyway. But his fucking major-ass injuries took him out for the year. Uh, uh, Steph Curry fucking... He, he went out. Like, so he... Like, he came up and Clay Thompson going out. You know what I mean? So... The Warriors just became like non-factor. The the Celtics made some big fucking moves, so they're a factor in the East. The East is ever since, especially since LeBron left the East. That East is wide open. You got teams that can really contend, I and mean, the Sixers got some fucking fire over there. I mean, uh, yeah, they they definitely have a lot of teams out there that can make some noise and stuff. And the Celtics are a big money team. Yeah, they they know how to fucking build their franchise and contend. So I'd imagine the Celtics will be in the picture come playoff time. Man, those Lakers are fucking angry though. Those Lakers are fucking angry. I think if they get to the finals, anyone who sees them is getting fucking smashed. Um, I mean LeBron and, and he's posting all that shit too, man. He he's bringing that shit to you because motherfuckers were calling washed up. Da 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 da. da. Uh, you know, so he's hashtagging like washed king on his posts when he fucking when he has dominant ass games like he has a fucking chip on his shoulder and that's the last thing you guys wanted you guys hated LeBron so much you wanted him to fail so much but you gave him like fucking bulletin board material you gave him that locker room fire to you know when the coach goes in there and like they said you ain't shit <laughs> they y'all motherfuckers spent the year saying LeBron was done motherfucker went to the finals the year before you went you spent a fucking season calling him done oh moving on i guess that's the end of him oh i guess he's done moving on what are you fucking crazy Uh, yeah learning this year ain't you so uh, i'm a big lebron fan i admittedly have not watched a lot of basketball i have been so caught up in my niners and shit like that i i basically um these days, the basketball season's so long, and so much of it's just non, non-significant, insignificant, non-significant, insignificant. Where like ah, oh, the fucking Knicks get riled up. I, they just fired their coach, but the Knicks get riled up every year. We just beat the Lakers. What's up now? I don't know. We'll see you around playoff time. Oh fuck, you you didn't show up. That, that that's a motherfucker. But remember that time you beat us when it didn't matter? Like as a fuck. The regular season is what it is obviously all the wins that you pile up will you know determine where you get in the playoffs but like single games barely mean a motherfucking thing anymore you know um you know so uh playoff time is when it's it gets fucking interesting and now you really see who came to play who you know who made it to, what teams made it through the season without injury or with l- little enough injury to be big, big factors in the playoffs. And now who's, who's going to be the best team out there. So I, I'm, you know, looking forward to the playoffs. Cause again, I'm going to tune in for all that Lakers shit and what they're up to. But um, yeah, man, uh, the Celtics are going to contend for sure. Um, the shell of a company that comfort zone wrestling, comfort zone wrestling has become. I'll definitely talk about that in a minute. Because I'm going to get into the CCW show. And uh, I got to actually get into that pretty fucking quick now. Because I burnt just about an hour of this fucking show. Well, over an hour already. Uh, Yeah, I get into the animals and forget it. It's it's a wrap, man. I could talk forever about it. I'm very passionate about that. Um, RSP stealing the GCW belt and how weak that angle is. Why so many people hate RSP? Well... Um, I got to say like this, I, yeah, I've reviewed the whole RSP angle and where the ball was dropped and the ball was dropped on the CZW end because RSP, I don't like RSP. Uh, the way he skips around, it's very feminine and, and you know, in a wrestling, uh, a death match wrestling scene where you got a guy going, I'm the fucking man and I'll kill motherfuckers. And he's skipping to the ring. It's just shit looks weak as fuck. I don't like it. Um, and uh, that, that's just my preference, but I don't think it appeals to a lot of people either. When he goes out there and he performs, he fucking steps up. I've seen him in insane—his matches with Danny Havoc were some of the best death matches Ws had in recent history, period. Um, but I, I don't think he's even trying to be a likable person, to be honest with you. He's a heel. When especially when it comes to the GCW stuff and stealing Nick Gage's title and shit, he's not trying to make you like him. So I think that's part of why a lot of people hate him. Um, I don't like him because I think he's he's just one of these, um, you know, millennial type fucking SJW fucking PC douchebags that you know. I just I'm not into that type of motherfucker. Like I, I can't talk to that person. It's it's not a human being to me. You know, I'm a I'm a Joey Diaz fan, I'm an Artie Lang fan, I'm an I'm old school, I'm a Jersey cat, you know, that, that fucking says things, and, and not everyone's gonna like the things that I say, and I'm not saying things just to say them, but it, it just, they shouldn't be, everything shouldn't be so fucking offensive, you know? Um... So, yeah, I, I don't know. The the ball was dropped on GCW's end because they still had Nick Gage defending the title when he didn't have the title. Um, they, they had that thing where they finally caught up with RSP. They checked his bag for the belt after some bullshit wrestling punches. And when they didn't find the belt in the thing, they walked out like, yeah, lucky you don't have that belt. Like, But it, this guy's been cutting promos on you from all over the world. You get in the room with him, and, and your only worry is, like, does he have the belt? All right, then fuck him. We'll get him next time. Like, what, what the fuck, man? You don't even have the guy escape out the back door to avoid, like, a major beating. Like, you legitimately walked away like that's all you had for him with, like, three fucking guys in the room, including Nick Gage, who he's been taunting from overseas. So that's just probably, probably, you know, again... GCW too involved in fucking naming things after drug references and probably too involved in the fucking drugs themselves to focus on something making sense. Can't feel my face crushed up fucking, uh, two cups stuffed, all of that bullshit. Well, I th- I think that's, that's the booking department right there. That's, that's the same people who are writing your fucking stories if, if any. So that's, that's, you know, that's the root of your problem right there. Um, so yeah, um, let me see. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I think that's all I got on that. I'm gonna hit the the Bobby Anthem joint real quick. I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna do the CZW show because, like I said, I'm I'm out here running out of time. What well, the should I? I talked a lot already. And uh like I said, tomorrow night, we'll, we'll be back doing some more of this shit. Yo, let me get that bat right there. Yeah, yeah, let me get the rails too. Yeah, and the guts this way. Uh huh. I want the skewers. I want. Fight. Hell yeah with the fucking light tools. Give me that civil black tool wrap all that shit in Bob wire. You know what the fuck this is radio the Don't act like you don't know what the fuck is about to go down. J Cat is the king of the jungle and your cooper kick is the motherfuckin' show clown You don't wanna go down. We spittin' the wicked shit that don't get you offended by you bitch about a pronoun. He or she, her a hell All you heard convert when the words begin. Drum tracks, just like you can fight through with light the and thumbtacks. One-handed, it'll bust your lip up. Slap the mat for flat back bumps with no kip-up. You don't want to get up. You couldn't if you tried to. You thought there wouldn't be a homicide you've been lied to. Your coozer kick will break your chin. You won't know when my foot in your face begins. Stay down, homie, take the pin. You ain't got what it takes to win. Come here, boy. Come here, motherfucker. You know who the fuck I am. Bitch, I'm hot fucking Hell yeah, that's JK. I'm the two all right man um so yeah let me let me uh let me get into this c z w show real quick um this is probably one of the fucking worst shows i've ever watched on some real shit on some real real shit so we start off the fucking show night of infamy night of night of infamy as it were oh what the fuck did I just do? Am I still on this motherfucker? Let me hit the studio back, make sure I'm still on. And I'm still on. So, alright. Night of Infamy. Now, they start off with the, the these fucking, these clown-ass fucking uh, young, dumb, and broke. Which, I the only thing I gotta give them credit for is it's a great fucking name because they're fucking young. They're dumb as shit. They're dumber than shit. And and they deserve to be broke because they're fucking garbage. Absolute fucking garbage. That's I don't understand why you would even call yourself that. That's like a seriously terrible fucking thing to want to be. But that's what they deserve to be because they're garbage. Now, for obvious reasons, I fucking hate Charlie Tiger. He looks more like Charlie Tuna. The only tiger-related thing about him is that he he looks like he lives off frosted flakes. He, he's fat. He's shitty. There's nothing ferocious about him. There's nothing that strikes me as 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 a as a dominant or a killer or savage. He's a fat clown. He he's built like a fucking toddler. There's a couple motherfuckers like that in, in CZW right now. Toddler built motherfuckers, man. So, um, it, it, like, it's these guys versus the skulk, which I don't know what the fuck a skulk is. Is that like a, like a, like an emo skeleton, like a sulking skull, a skulk? Like, what the fuck, what the fuck, why are we making, we're making words up? Everyone looks like shit. This match is just total fucking trash. CZW is like the, the, the Aldi's version of the old CZW. It's like Fortunate Charms or fucking Nurse Pepper or some shit. Like, it's, it, it's such a fucking knockoff. It, it, it's not even fucking close. These fucking young, dumb, and broke kids are continuously calling themselves the gatekeepers of CZW. These motherfuckers have been wrestling two years tops, and they're the gatekeepers of CZW. This is shit that, like, the hate club used to say. That that That's what, like, and, and then if you got these asshole kids like them came into CZW, they'd rip their fucking heads off because they were the gatekeepers of CZW. These dirty little fruits are jumping around looking like fucking trash. Nobody has fucking gear for the most part. Uh, this Charlie Tiger character is in fucking boxer briefs with a fucking tiger on it. It's just, it's fucking bizarre It's bizarre Like I don't even know how to fucking hand, It's it's so shindy So I, I, That's what that is Now um, Casey Navarro comes out With another pack of losers uh, CCW can't possibly be paying All the fucking people in these groups They can't, there's no fucking way Even if they paid him $10 a piece It would be too much Because, like, every fucking asshole has five other assholes with them that look like shit. They all come out there. They have, like, matching pink fucking outfits. There's, like, pink camo. The one guy's got pink fucking suspenders. Uh, Another guy's got red pants and a red Elmo shirt, like, to match. Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, who is this shit cool to? Who is this shit cool to? There's no way. I don't see anybody in the crowd like, yo, that shit is dope. Like everyone's just sitting there awkwardly like like they forgot the wrestling it's almost like the the fucking under hundred people that are in attendance were tricked to be there. Like someone said like, you know, uh you know, free fucking uh Philly tickets for the first, you know, whatever to show up to the building and they got there like oh we so like a timeshare or some shit, you know, <laughs> like fucking Come here and uh listen to this speech and we'll give you a free weekend of the 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 uh at the ski resort, like okay, and they just look like they're there for the timeshare speech, and they have no intention on buying the fucking timeshare. That's what the crowd looks like at this point. They're not popping for anything. They, I don't even know how they got there. They look just unfortunate. They look highly unfortunate. Except for Captain Dave, who's hyped out of his fucking mind for everything that's that's happening. You guys just better pray for more Captain Daves. You should, like, encourage him and his girlfriend to breed like they do with the pandas in the zoo. Just, like, (laughs) Captain Dave breeding program. And just fucking, like, you know, do whatever the they do. Like, I would get, like, advice from the fucking D.C. Zoo. Like, how do we mate these pandas? And uh, just fucking make it happen. Because if they could create more Captain Daves, you'll get some excited fans in the crowd for the bullshit you're putting out there. Um. So he's out there, uh their opponent comes out, um they play his music and then they announce that he's suspended and can't wrestle. I don't know who the fucking guy is. But like the company suspended him, but he comes out to music. The company also played his music. Like I don't you guys like forgot how this shit works, I guess. Because you played the guy's music for him to come out to go, oh, psych, you're suspended. You're not wrestling today. He's like, yeah, you know, And then you send the fucking other students out there that are dressed as security guards to drag him out of there. So then uh, Matt McIntosh comes out as his opponent in a silly-ass mask. He's wearing a mask that's an apple. Can you imagine having a full-on apple gimmick? Not even like yeah I'm from the big apple, big apple shit, this and that. Like this is just like this dude got like a straight up apple gimmick. Like fucking like an like an apple gimmick. Like he's got an apple mask. Like and it's like his ring entrance attire is to wear the, the mask at the apple. And then he does like he's shooting an apple with the, the bow and arrow like the William Telti, who again I want to know who thinks this shit is cool are there any Apple enthusiasts out there that are just like yo his gimmick is dope as fuck man as soon as he gets a tag team partner that does some pair shit man my whole fucking produce fantasy booking is, is, is fucking on, on lock yeah you know I mean like do do motherfuckers from the produce departments and fucking shop writing and, and, and the aforementioned Aldi's are they like amped about this fucking guy? Like, cause I don't think he's a bad wrestler, but like the clown shit that these guys are putting together is this will be my persona. I'm the Apple guy, not like fucking Apple computers either. Like I, I don't like. I'm not even talking about money. I'm talking about like a dollar ninety nine a pound for the good ones. Like, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like Honey Crisp out this motherfucker, and and I'm coming for fucking wrestling. I'm coming for violence and fucking uh. Fuji, Fuji, fucking Macintosh, fucking uh, Red Delicious type fucking action out this motherfucker. It's it just I I don't know how the fuck can I take anything that they've done seriously. That's what I'm just watching this going. What part of the show am I supposed to go? Okay, yeah, I, I would clap for these fucking guys. I I would get behind this fucking situation here. I'd buy this fucking asshole's shirt. And I'd walk around going, yeah, that's my fucking, yeah, that's my favorite one to watch is the fucking Apple guy or the fucking bunch of kids that look like they they should be standing outside of the mall making fun of old people because they don't have any respect. So they're standing out there going, yeah, look at the old man, but he can't, look, he can't even walk good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, motherfucker's been through NOM and they're outside of the mall with their mother's money and going like, yeah, look at this fucking asshole fucking smoking cigarettes that they stole from their stepfather and shit. Like, that's what these fucking kids look like, and they're the gatekeepers of CZW. you got to be fucking kidding me. And I've heard multiple things about the bookers, or possibly Gangone is possibly booking this, Uh, uh, Steve Mack, who never belongs booking any fucking thing on the planet, and hasn't been entertaining since Moth stopped fucking carrying them. You know what I mean, like this is oh well now, but he's he's back in a match now for fucking cage of death, some old fucking six man bullshit. no one's gonna give a fuck about it's fucking crazy um, so Anthony Green and a- Ava everett come out versus Mark Sterling and Alex Reynolds. Immediately, there's a DQ. Who gives a fuck? Go fuck yourself. Now this 90-pound chick keeps making beast faces. (laughs) She keeps, like, raging the fuck out. Like, like she's making, like, schlack faces. But she weighs, like, fucking 85, 90-pound tops. It's like, yo. Like, what level of fucking stacker twos did this chick take? To get that fucking riled up. To come out there. Like why should anybody be worried about this? Yeah I mean like. She looks like she should be burning someone's clothes. On the fucking lawn. Like that's the type of anger she's got going on. But she's out there trying to fight men. And like get violent. Like what. What? Again I have not yet found something. I should be taking seriously. So now like. This other team. Bear Country comes out. And they fight some guy with an injured brother. That's all I know. He comes down, he's like, yeah, my brother's injured. I'm like, who the fuck is you? Who the fuck is your brother? Like, he, he acts like people were looking forward to see him and his brother wrestle. Like, they're the fucking young bucks. Like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is, let alone, oh, shit, man. We got gypped out of this fucking match. His brother's hurt. Who the fuck is your brother? You know who knows your fucking who your brother is? your fucking mother knows who your brother is. And other than that, I, I don't know, maybe some other people in the building, but I didn't hear like, Oh, I didn't hear the crowd go like, Oh, that sucks. I guess he's going to be back soon or something. Cause I think that the, maybe it's a cage of death thing. Cause I later on, like after the show, we got some like terrible shit promos with the really awkward um, ring announcer chick. who's apparently a wrestler as well. I'm sure she's phenomenal. Maybe that's part of the double D destruction that'll come in later on. I, 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 at this point I was hoping for double D destruction to chime in at least, you know, like I said, if something attractive happened and you were like, oh, well, I, I could take this seriously unless she's, at least she's actually attractive because there's guys that are trying to be tough that aren't actually tough. There's guys that are trying to be cool that aren't actually cool. There's guys that are trying to be athletes that don't look anything like a fucking athlete. Uh there there's a 90-pound chick trying to be a bad motherfucker trying to be Brock Lesnar. So I mean at least if they fucking put something in there that was supposed to be attractive and was attractive, I'd go like, well, oh I mean, at least we came near what the fuck we were going for. It's crazy if that's what you're actually hoping for at this point. You're just like grasping at straws, like, please fucking give me something. Give me something. That that I could go like, oh, okay, I see what you're going for there. I don't know what you're going for on any of this. I don't understand. So now Jimmy Rave comes out on a crutch. And uh, Piper Chapman in street clothes comes out. And I guess he was supposed to fight fucking Jimmy Rave. So Olive Oil's out there talking shit. Asriel comes in for the save. Poor fucking Asriel comes back. Why the fuck... Why can't Azriel get booking somewhere important? Man, he's in better shape than ever. He's fucking uh, personal training, motherfuckers. He's been a phenomenal wrestler for years. And and this guy's got to be on Facebook talking about, finally, I come back to CZW. Why is that a good thing for you, bro? My condolences. God damn it. And no one gives a fuck. Just like everything else on this show, no one gives a fuck. Uh, you know, Monster Mac comes out in fucking family re- re- reunion attire. He looks like he just came from Thanksgiving dinner with the fucking dress shirt on and shit. Like, where the fuck were you? Who uh, Like either announce these fucking guys as like backstage fucking bookers and shit. Or explain to me why Steve Mac is out there in a fucking dress shirt. Like he's just fucking like out there, like, like security, but not in security gear, but like, Dressed up like he's got an office job But no one knows that he's got a fucking office job Unless you, you know, like, What the what the fuck is happening here This is a guy who used to be CZW Tag champion With with, with Moff until Moff decided He didn't want to fucking work with them anymore Nor did he want to stow up to CZW So they had to fucking get the titles off him Because uh, Monster Mac Was all hyped up like oh yeah We finally got the CZW belts after all this time And Moff's like yeah I don't know I'm gonna go to the fucking uh Applebee's instead, fuck this shit, I'm gonna go to the gym and fucking uh go catch a movie <laughs> you know, and they had to like swap in fucking tag partners to finally he showed up one more time to drop the belts with him, like the e y f b o who soon later fucking left for you know greener pastures that it's it's fucking crazy, so then um chando versus Claxton is supposed to happen, which nobody gave a fuck about. Um, Chando's a terrible fucking wrestler. Uh he he, he was like had, had a lifelong dream of being in tournament of death, did absolutely no physical work to keep himself in fucking shape for tournament of death, immediately injured his ribs, and then was like, Fucking give me another shot, dude, because he was like, I just want another shot. So he cut he a promo where he was like begging them. You could see like this overweight chick's reflection taping the whole promo in the computer screen, there's, like, the fucking, like, the dates of, like, when the CCW shows taped to the fucking door. (laughs) Like, and he's just like, come on, Deege, Like, come on, Deege. What the fuck, Deege? You know, and finally he's like, you want it? Fucking fine. I don't even care about this company. Like, it just showed, like, a lack of effort on all fucking ends. You see the fucking reflection of the chick who's clearly showing no effort in their fucking computer screen. The the fucking guy cutting the promo no one gives a fuck about is is putting no effort into his his, his look, his fucking work ethic, nothing. He's just his whole pitch is I'm willing to do crazy shit cuz I always love CCW and I used to be on the message board talking about it. And now I work for Tremont for fucking peanuts and like yeah, I d- I would die to be in CCW because why the fuck not, you know? That's his fucking gimmick. So I should I should really care. And then Connor Claxton is another guy who had a lot of fucking promise and is also built like a fucking toddler. A, built like a fat toddler who's, like, just fucking happy to see fruit snacks. You know what I mean? Just, like, jogging to the fucking counter because he saw the snack drawer opening. Like, th- this is the type. Of, and, again, a guy who could fucking go – a guy who could be a legit bad motherfucker, but it's just showing no fucking effort. Just, just, just don't give a fuck about anything. I'm just gonna show up looking like shit with the sides of my fucking tank top cut off and just doing like a gun thing, doing like kind of like a maybe like a bullet club, but not really. Like I got sunglasses. I do like a sideways gunpoint thing, so I'm not like a bullet club guy, but but I still like guns, you know? And it's fucking crazy. Um. So that was supposed to be those two and immediately just kidding John Silver comes in and just starts wrestling for uh, Chondo instead and just starts attacking Connor and hitting him with light tubes and all that shit and jobs him out fucking beats the shit out of him and then uh, Chondo just goes like all right, I probably wasn't going to win this anyway and he just goes and gets the pin and he's like right, I got to win. Now he's happy that he got a win in the company even though he clearly didn't wrestle and it's like the whole shit no one gives a fuck about a single portion of this. Um, Ar Fox vs. Gacy. Okay, this is this is a match that you know, uh, at least had two talented wrestlers in it at the same time. So that's a first in this show. And you know they did a good job, but again, what's the build? Who gives a fuck? Gacy's doing the. I, I I'm putting something on the world title. Uh, that's brand new, fresh shit. RSP's got the fucking spray paint on the GCW belt. Uh, you know, there's... Uh, the, I think The Fiend's got, like, a mask on his belt. Uh, I mean, they, they're doing enough of this shit that it, it's, it's nothing... It's nothing original. And, uh... Yeah. So AR Fox comes out with his beard and he fucking wrestles. Uh, Gacy and and yeah, all right. Well, there it is. Gacy wins. Gangon Tremont. The match gets started. This is a death match type deal. The match gets started. Tremont gets bust open, and Emil J immediately explains that it takes just about nothing to make Tremont bleed with the way his scar tissue is on his forehead. So. You could pretty much, like, a a light breeze would make him bleed. So we just completely devalued the violence that happened. Not, oh, my God, he's bleeding. Hey, uh, he did that shit eating cereal this morning, too, you know? I mean, uh, sometimes that little fucking uh, loofah thing that he uses in the shower is enough to scratch him open. He'll get out of the shower, and he's got to take another shower because now he's bleeding all over the place. So, you know, rough times. One time he missed brushing his teeth, fucking scraped his forehead with the toothbrush, bleeding the same way, no different, you know what I mean? He put on a hat the other day, pulled the hat off, he was bleeding, you know? Shit shit happens. I mean, sometimes it's just uh just the way things go. It, it's not it's not from violence though, guys. It's not nothing extreme here. Like it's this isn't uh don't take it personal cuz he's bleeding. He bleeds for nothing. So this fucking horrible dickhead announcer just shit on what they're doing to start the match between the wrestlers, the, 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 the commentary, the bookers, none of this death match stuff has a meaning anymore. It's completely overdone. It's undersold and it's just too pedestrian at this point. And that that's the problem with this shit, man, is that, you know, Deathmatch tournaments used to be the place where violence for the sake of violence was where it was done. And now it's just every fucking thing. So now, man, I'm telling you when I used to go to the CCW shows, fucking CCW arena, you know, because in my opinion, that's what it became. They ran a lot longer in that arena than ECW did. ECW might've laid the fucking groundwork, but the the golden years in that fucking arena that CCW put down, to me, their legacy was stronger than than what ECW did. Now, again, it's a biased opinion because I was there live for all this amazing, legendary shit from you know the the Zandig Lobo wars, the Cage of Death Five, the craziest fucking cage match that ever happened in that building by any fucking buddy. Um, you know the the wife beater Zandig fucking retirement match, the the um the launch of the fucking Canadian guys, you know, El Generico and, and Kevin Steen and all those guys hitting the fucking states. I mean, the wars between Kingston and, and Hero. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on. I could go on for a fucking year about the things that happened in that building that meant a whole shitload to me. So to me, that's what it was. But what what I was saying is when they used to walk out with fucking light tubes or they used to walk out and pull that fucking canvas back and go, pull that fucking canvas off. We're doing this fucking thing. Cz fucking Ws. You would let you get like fucking goosebumps. Like, oh shit, it's about to go down. You got a whole different feeling. When someone walked out with a bundle of fucking tubes and sat that shit in the corner, you go, oh shit, it's so pedestrian now. Everybody, you know, again. When Jun Kasai first fucking smashed a light tube on his head and ran it across his fucking chest, you're like, this fucking guy's crazy. Now everybody wants to be Jun Kasai cuz Jun Kasai is the fucking god of deathmatch wrestling. So now everyone's doing like, look, I could take all this shit like without it even hurting. Now everybody's just ruining it. You know? There was a way to sell a weapon as if it was the worst thing in the fucking world. I don't want any part of that. You'd see the scars all over this fucking guy. And clearly, he's going to land in the shit because it happened last time. But he would still act like, I'll be goddamned if that shit's cutting me today. That that was the... They, they avoided that shit like the plague. So when they finally went through, it was like, oh, fuck. You know, it had a build to it. Even the matches that didn't have a full-on feud and build to it, which a lot of them did. It, it had a build in the match where it wasn't just immediately grab all the fucking light tubes. You could hold in your hand and let's smash each other at the same exact time to start the match. But that's how like everything starts now. So by the, the, the time now the shit starts coming out, I, you don't even care anymore. Now you're like, I need to see something special amongst the realm of death match wrestling because your basic light tubes are pretty much like a fucking lockup now. It's an Irish whip, like a, a fucking, like a, like a regular standard body slam, you know, that first bump you take into whatever kind of bullshit in the corner, which is a very overdone spot, but I mean, I know that's, that's an easier way to take some of this shit, you know, the Irish whip or the, you know, hip toss or whatever the fuck into the corner, you know, with the door in the fucking corner and they, you know it's it's again it's it's just a standard fucking move now it's a it's a leapfrog fucking drop down it's it's so pedestrian now that you guys don't stand a fucking chance and i i was saying it you know when it started to get a little too extreme with the with gcw doing five death matches on a regular show and started going man you guys are taking permanent scars you guys are shitting on your own product you guys are making it harder for yourselves to get this shit over you get to call the fans spoiled in this and that, but you're going out of your way to make sure they're desensitized towards this shit. So now you need fucking bird spikes that are puncturing, uh, just about puncturing people's lungs and razor wire and fucking uh, dry ice and shit they never seen before because you know, the fucking regular tubes ain't going to do it anymore. And let's not get it fucked up. Light tubes are fucking extreme. You know? It, it's... You guys, you guys have kind of fucked it up for yourself and me. I know at this point in my fucking, uh, in my life, in my my viewership, I'm not impressed anymore. And you, you did it to yourself. This isn't just me being ungrateful. This is me seeing some shit that used to fucking, you know, raise hairs as you fucking uh, saw all this shit even getting set up, and then it got so overdone and so just just killed. I mean, it just got fucking killed. And uh, like I, I said a million times, violence for the sake of violence is not a good thing. It's a cop-out. It's a complete cop-out to not build anything with the abilities you have. Back in the day when it was CZW, it was like, dude, if they could bring a guy in here that's willing to fall off of that shit through that shit over there with fucking tubes on it, yo, that'd be fucking great because there's only so many guys that are going to do that. And then you'll hear, oh, they're bringing this guy in. You'd be like, is he any good or is he just like one of these guys that'll fall through something or hack and slash kind of guy or whatever. You, like, Oh, no, no, this guy could actually wrestle. There's so many of that now, but now they're just using it at such an excess that you you lose the value of the actual danger. The danger's not there anymore. It, It is in reality. All of that shit is still cutting. All of that shit is still hurting. But the fans aren't fucking impressed anymore. And it's a fucking shame. But that's where we're at now. So, I mean, you can't go on and on about cutting a promo, I'm gonna fucking kill you, and this and that. You better bring some shit we never fucking seen before. Because that's... You've pushed it to that. You know, they did the same shit with porn, man. Started out, it used to be just two people fucking. Everybody was down with that. Okay, good. Now motherfuckers gotta, like, strangle a bitch and spit in her mouth and fucking hang her upside down and call her sister on the phone while they're banging. You know what I mean? Like... Face time their mother and shit while they're fuck, you know, and it's like that's the type of shit I'm into <laughs> I can't, all right, that's the only category I'll click on, and none of it does anything for me anymore. You keep ramping it up, you know motherfuckers have 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 increased their tolerance you know so i I guess that's that's where you're at now, so this match ends, and after a while. They did a DJ's wife angle where she turned on him and made out with fucking Anthony Gangone. So, DJ's legitimately cuckolding now in front of less than 100 people. And that's the thing, like, you guys, like, you gotta understand that there's a time and place for some of this shit. And a big giant fucking angle in front of a thousand people that might make some of that crowd want to come back. Because when you get that big giant house and you pull the trigger on a big ass angle and people go, oh, shit, that's his wife. Oh, they weren't really attending all the big shows before or all the regular shows before. So now, you know, their friend dragged them to this shit and they see some real interesting shit. And they're like, yo, does that happen all the time? No, dude, that is. Oh, shit. That's his wife. Suddenly, oh, man, maybe that brings people back. You're doing that shit in front of 100 people. Hoping this shit spreads enough word for them to show up to your big show. That's so fucking asinine, and, and the same same level of asinine and and a waste is is where the main event goes. And I'll get back to that, but now so that happens, um, they make out, crowd it barely gives a fuck, and dude just kissed your fucking wife on on some real shit. Now to our backstage reporter with a dead mic. They're going to set up for the main event or whatever. That's Ernie. So, like, he's just co-hosting the show right now because, you know, he just wants to, you know. He gets to the point where he wants to leave my room, but I got to switch him and the dog because he'll fight the dog otherwise. Um, So, to switch him out of my room, I got to switch him and the dog and Leo and the dog because Leo would also fight the dog. They can't be in the same room. So, um, there's, like, a shift I have to do at a certain point. Ernie's reached, like, a certain, like, limit of tolerance where when, when he decides, like, I don't want to hang in here anymore, um, then he starts trying to open the door. That's his new thing. He locked the door the other day because he stands on the doorknob. He's got, like, his, his back end on the litter box standing on his hind legs, and then he's, like, posting up on the door and, and moving around, and it, sometimes he hangs off the robe on the back of the door, and then, um, like, sometimes his feet will turn the fucking little lock mechanism there. and uh yeah so that's what he's doing right now so if you hear him yeah he's he's co-hosting um he didn't like the show either um so um now on to our backstage reporter the mic is dead she's trying to talk the mic is fucking dead he's got she's got the bear country guys standing there with her doesn't matter because they can't talk so now they go off of her and they start playing like random promos and shit they, they make excuses. They're like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the mic. And, the, yeah. and then uh, they fucking come back to her after they run a clip. She's super fucking excited. She's, like, way more excited than she was the first time. And it's still dead. <laughs> so you get a couple more seconds of that. Now they go off her again. They start doing more things. Now fucking try number three. She's finally on a live mic. Now she intros C.O. Uh, Cage of Death, and she starts fucking talking to like introing bear country who's now not standing next to her but they were standing next to her the fucking first time already so like they like they're like this big dominant badass team but they're like walking away like i guess you're not ready to talk to me and and we'll come back later so then they fucking come back later now the fucking mic is live and uh now now they're fucking standing there and uh it's just fucking so awkward so now 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 uh She was standing with them on take one. They went away, came back for take three like a minute later, and uh, now she's ready. Um, And and, and this is just like a parade of shit promos with a backstage reporter chick who just is making some of the weirdest fucking facial expressions through the whole fucking thing and trying to, like, overact. The whole thing is fucking bizarre and uncomfortable. So then Anthony Green comes in with his his girl that has enormous nostrils because she's still trying to be Brock Lesnar, <laughs> and it's just fucking, it's so comical. Like, you know, I'd hate for something to be really wrong with this girl's life and her to be this angry and have me be this fucking entertained by by her anger because I can't take it seriously. She's fucking furious and I'm like, oh, like what, what's her problem, you know? It's just like Jesus fucking Christ, she looks ridiculous. She's just like what? <laughs> the look on her face is fucking crazy. I'm gonna have to get a screenshot of that so I can keep sending it to people like as a response to like text. Um <laughs> so now uh more promos come up and they keep blowing up the mic with screaming, like everybody'll just scream into the mic and then it like blows out the fucking mic volume over overmodulated. i think that's the term for it it's just fucking crazy and now gacy uh gacy versus question marks uh because now dj's back there and he's like yeah you want to fucking fight me and then maven's like yeah you want the fucking company dj so suddenly like dj lost control of the company and maven's saying like i'm your boss and dj isn't even debating that and he's like all right whatever then and, uh, he's mad Cause, you know, they're fucking with his wife And he's like, yeah, yeah, do you wanna, yeah Like, that's his big anger Like, the, the little 90 pound chick has a lot more anger And no one made out with her wife, you know what I mean? Like it, It's fucking insane how mad she is You'd swear she's the one that, you know had, had the cuckold situation But, no, it's DJ And he's not nearly as mad So then, uh, and he's like easily held back By whoever And uh, He's just like, yeah, like, uh, fucking, no, I'll fight you, yeah, cage of death, and then uh, Maven's like, oh, I'm not gonna fight, and yeah, I got someone for you. And then Gacy turns around, like Gacy was like, just out of camera, with his back turned, so he does a little, like, little spin move into the, <laughs> like, a little pivot, like he's in the, he's in the, he's in the paint. So he's posted up, and he just does a little pivot move. Hey, DJ, you want this? You want the title with the. Uh, where I wrote unwanted and taped it to the belt with, with craft paper. You know, when I, I did arts and crafts at home and I made it unwanted belt. Like, cause well, no one realistically does want the fucking belt. So it's, it's pretty ironic that that's the angle they're going. But, um, no one wanted this promo either. It's also unwanted. The, this entire show is unwanted. So, um, then he's like, yeah, fuck you, DJ. And, and the thing is, is like yo, like this guy, the heel guy, made out with his wife. DJ got jumped. All of this. So, does DJ think he's gonna be the face at the end of this? Because that's impossible. No one's getting behind fucking DJ. You're hoping those a hundred people in the fucking crowd are gonna get behind you. You, you gotta be fucking high. Like I, I can't even imagine. Like, you should just do start doing the RVD gimmick and just be like, hey man, I'm fucking high. I think I'm, I'm a good face, man. Because I, you would have to be high in order to believe that, like, yeah, like, motherfuckers are gonna like you now. They've never, ever liked you. Not a day in your life. Uh, no one's ever liked you. And and now you're gonna fucking... You know who likes you? The fucking students that you tell them. You're, you're the gatekeepers now, guys. They like you. But the the crowd? I, just... You know who else likes you? Your personal trainers that you keep dumping money into their bank accounts with no results. <laughs> fucking Never ending fucking flow into their bank accounts with zero results. They love you too. Um, so I guess maybe get all of the personal trainers you've hired to start attending these shows and, and have them clap for you. Um, so then he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll fucking take that belt off of you. Now, Maven, again, Maven's in charge of everything now all of a sudden. He was, like, the, the guy with the rep a minute ago who was, like, jockeying for title shots. And now he's, like, not with them, but now he's running the whole fucking thing. Like, and according to him, always has been, despite the fact that he was, like, again, jockeying for title shots with the rep, talking about being held down, when apparently he's the one in charge of the whole shit. So... Now he's telling DJ, oh, no, no, no. Nobody wants to see you wrestle, which, okay, you're 100% right there. Now, let's also add into this, too, that um, the day after or two days after he's yelling, like, I'm the fucking man and I'm the boss and you watch what you say to me and da-da-da-da-da. He was dressed up like a fucking baby crawling on his Facebook to promote something he was doing for, um, I guess, children's education or something like that. But, like, this guy... Dude, no one's taking you seriously at all. I guess but I guess that's the theme of the show. It just, um so anyway, uh they're like, Oh no, you're not gonna fight me, you're gonna find someone else. And DJs go, like, Oh, yeah, I'll fucking find someone. So my my opinion this is gonna be Masada because every once a year he pretends like Masada likes him and that's his actual boy. And then he hires Masada as his friend to come in and fight his battle. So it'll probably be Masada Gacy for the belt at Cage of Death, if I had to guess. But I think it's for, like, control of the company slash the belt. I I don't fucking know. Who gives a fuck? Main event. Jimmy fucking Lloyd. And I'm not saying that in a way where people chant, Jimmy fucking Lloyd. I mean, Jimmy Lloyd, uh, he, he is... Such a fucking strange looking character. And again, not a cool dude. Nothing about Jimmy Lloyd is cool. When he says fuck on Mike, it sounds crazy. It sounds like like his parents shouldn't know that he's saying that. You know, like like when a when a a teenage kid yells, hey, fuck you, mister, at like an adult, and you're like, this fucking kid has no manners. That's the feeling you get when Jimmy Lloyd starts yelling curses. You know what I mean? Like, there's just nothing cool about Jimmy Lloyd. When they say he's like a different boy, it, it's different, like, different from anything I'd ever hang out with in my life. That's, that's the different. Because he's just a weird fucking dude. Like, he's just a weird fucking kid. So, he's up against um, Brandon Kirk's wife. So, like Jimmy Lloyd's the Brandon Kirk's wife beater. That's that's the big night of infamy moment. Now here's the fucking thing, man. No rope barbed wire, no canvas, da 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 da. He's fighting Brandon Kirk at Cage of Death next month in the Cage of Death. That's already decided. There is zero reason in the world for him to be fighting his wife two weeks before. They've already announced that he's fighting him. What What is this? Why is he fighting his wife? Like, what kind of punishment is this? Where she's like, I'm going to fight the guy. And then when I don't fucking beat him, he's going to fight the guy. What? Let me tell you something. This Casey, I think Casey Catal is her name. I think that's her name. And I apologize if I'm wrong. Because I don't know who the fuck she is before this match. Other than Brandon Kirk's wife. Never seen her wrestle. Never anything. She stepped up big fucking time took major bumps all over the place for fucking nothing for fucking nothing. She took a bump into the ropes that exploded. That was the best exploding spot. CZW has ever done in the history of CZW. Every time they've tried an exploding spot, it fucking went off early or blew up before they even touched it or, or just was mistimed. Even the shit they did with the, um, the trampoline last year was like, when the, you watch the slow motion shit, the, the explosions went off before they hit it. So it looked like fireworks going in. It just, it added to the effect, but it definitely wasn't like on the impact where it looked like the guy blew up. It looked like the outer rims of the thing blew up before they went into it and, and it served no purpose. But she took a fucking like crazy fucking bump into the fucking ropes that blew up that looked just fucking phenomenal. Fucking phenomenal. Now, like, she took a bump to the fucking outside wire. Insane. Insane, crazy fucking bump for fucking nothing. Absolutely fucking nothing. This, you know what she should have fucking done? She should have did every one of those fucking bumps in the cage of death. Because, number one, you'd have more than 100 people in the crowd, hopefully. Number two, on the big fucking stage, she goes out there... She unexpectedly takes a bunch of huge fucking bumps when she's never been that person before. And she's taken these enormous bumps in the cage of death. And when people come away from the cage of death and go, yeah, Jimmy Lloyd, Brandon Kirk, yeah, they did some crazy shit. But, yo, did you see fucking Casey Catal in the fucking cage? Jesus Christ, that girl took some serious fucking bumps. And maybe she will, but again, now we're shitting on the violence we just saw. Because if she takes a bunch of bumps in Cage of Death on top of two weeks before taking these murderous bumps into the wire, then now we're looking like that shit doesn't really hurt. It doesn't really affect somebody in that way. Because, like, all of a sudden now she's like Masada with tits out there. And you never knew her to be that before. She wasn't like Christina Von Erie who was running around tearing it up. She's not LaFisto. She's not Mickey Knuckles. She's Brandon Kirk's wife Who's suddenly taking insane barbed wire exploding fucking bumps all over the place. And people are going, what the fuck? Jesus Christ. You know, on on a no stage. No stage at all. Two weeks before the big stage. You got a hundred fucking people in attendance. Congratulations. You made this girl kill herself for fucking nothing. And I'm not saying you made her like, you know, held a gunpoint or anything like that. But this is what you guys fucking put together. For what? what? What the fuck was that for? So look, I got six minutes before this fucking thing cuts me off. That's my summary of the fucking CZW show. I want to give my quick fucking plugs. Um, Check out my homies over there at the Wrestling Soup. Joe Numbers, Anthony Missionary, Thomas, John Draper, doing their fucking thing. These guys are gonna be part of the collective wrestling WrestleMania weekend. They they're on like the fucking bill. You know, they're on the, the, the 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 lineup. Like, yo, this show, this show, wrestling fucking soup, 10-year anniversary. I think it's 10-year anniversary. Something like that. Fucking killing it. I mean, that, that, that's phenomenal. That, that's awesome shit. They're going to get the same amount of people in that fucking building, at least if not more, than CCW does. This is guys talking. And they'll get fucking 100 people in the building, no, no problem. CCW has a whole fucking show of guys wrestling and they can get 100 people in the building. Barbed wire, explosions, they got 100 people. The wrestling suit will do that with people talking. That's, you know what I mean? Give motherfuckers credit for that shit. We don't have to take a single bump out this motherfucker. We're in this bitch, people just show up to watch us talk. You guys gotta have women almost die in the fucking ring in order to have people show up. We're, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about what the fuck's going on in WrestleMania weekend and you know that that's just great for them. I'm really happy for the, you know, the success they've had. They built this shit from the ground up and they they've really earned what they you know they're doing. So I'm really happy to see their name on, on fucking rosters like that. Shout out to my homie Shaheen. Nuclear Heat Graphics doing his thing. I know he had a part in that too. Um Shaheen's fucking great dude he's out there killing it wrestlemania weekend i hope this guy makes a million fucking dollars you know we're still a ways off of that anyway but he's out there crushing it hit him up for those commissions i think he does the the wrestling overdose on like the patreon exclusive his schedule's so busy so i don't think he gets to it much but he he makes sure he, he does get that content up on the patreon so hit him up on that um check out my homie jeremy as always over there, I got your five stars. Fucking Bills smacking the fucking Cowboys on uh fucking Thanksgiving Day. I don't think they I don't think they fuck with the Ravens. I got to tell you, man, I don't think much is stopping the Ravens right now. They got their hands full with those fucking guys this weekend. Um, but yeah, um, check out my homie, man. He's doing his fucking thing over there. Uh, I got your five stars. He just had Tank on um, he's always, he's always doing big things, and, um, what else I got, Andrew Carluck, False Count Radio, Bobby Anthem, The Inhuman Experience, Eric, we just got beat by the fucking Dolphins, the podcast, check him out, you know what I mean, what kind of shit is this, beat by the fucking Dolphins. That's got to be the saddest fucking podcast on the fucking planet. Other plugs I got to give, man. Artie Lang is 10 months sober, and he just relaunched a podcast. His podcast is uh, Artie Lang's Halfway House. He's done four episodes thus far. Check him the fuck out. I am so happy to hear this guy clear-minded. He is fucking crushing it. He's killing it. Um check out struggling with sozio too sozio and i will be doing the cage of death wrap-up show my man is fucking hooking the graphic up we will be strug- i will be struggling with sozio watching cage of death and then we, we we will review it the following week some point at at the both of our leisure you know what i mean as our schedule uh persists as, permits as our schedule permits I said persist, and that didn't make any fucking sense. But, yeah, R.D. Lange's Halfway House. Obviously, the motherfucker doesn't know me at all. But um, one of my favorite comedians and my favorite on-air performer of all time. Um, Check him out. He's done some real fucking big things on this. I'll plug his shit again tomorrow night because I'm going to do another show tomorrow night. and I'll I'll talk a little bit more in depth about some of the things he's doing and, and how great that fucking show is right now. But check all that shit out. Um, I'm going to check you motherfuckers out tomorrow night. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this shit. And uh, like I said, it's going to be a quick return. I can talk to you tomorrow fucking night. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. I'm tired the rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say that's the bad guy. So, how's I make you? Good. Mike Cheese tells me tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people and I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. it. Me, I don't have that blood. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. You choose a jet radio. Jesus! So, say goodnight to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you smell the motherfucking breath. I ain't coming for no food. Sir. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! <laughs> and this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> Ah, smell the difference hefty ultra strong has arm and hammer with continuous odor control so no matter what's inside your trash hmm you can stay one step ahead of stinky and for bigger jobs try the superior strength of hefty large black bags judy was boring hello then judy discovered jumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy